0: What's the benefit of actually using a trust? Obviously, you know, you love
1: them, yada, yada. But how has that simplified your process? Um, well, for, it's repeatable, right? I think that's the, the big thing. Um, it, there's some flexibility in, in selling the property too, right? We talked about doing a land contract or selling on a wrap. Yeah. Now you don't have to have a, a true another closing, right? You can just assign beneficial interest over to your wrap buyer and now you're done so title doesn't change again mm, causing mm. issues you're just right? selling the trust you're just, you're just selling the trust that's right um, and and we talked about that's this hard. he about to make me rich right and, and you can also <laughs> Michael Thompson here with Moguls in the Making episode 21 check it out ready to go
0: yo 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 Welcome back to another episode of Moguls in the Making, episode 21, man. I'm glad to be back at home in the building, man. I'm your host, Omari Heflin.
2: I'm your most gracious,
0: most handsome, most
2: beautiful, most everything host, Teron Johnson. <laughs> He's I'm forever going to gonna do this, I'm man. I'm glad to see y'all today. I'm I glad mean, y'all came back out to episode 21. 21, man. Hey, hey, can hey,
0: you do I, something for me?
2: Hey, hey, I appreciate y'all too, man. We've been getting more comments, more people sharing. Yeah. Um, I really appreciate the viewership and everything that y'all been giving us is really helping us grow, man. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. One um, other
0: thing, too, to add on to that, man, we had, a, uh, I had, uh, when our, uh G entrepreneur. Um, and uh, her name is Angel and she just would start referring a lot of other different stories of entrepreneurs that she wanted to hear. Mm. She was like, hey, can you get, you know, these three ladies on, they own this, they own this, they do this. I love what y'all doing but they got some crazy stories I think it will fall in line with what y'all do. So y'all out there, man, that's, you know, tuning in. We we need y'all help. You know, we don't know everybody or have a relationship that tight with some some people that you may have. Let us know your favorite entrepreneur or just people who even need, you know, just, Light on actually their story and what they're doing, so always keep that in mind, man. Keep sharing that with us, but it's kind of hop into the to the business, to you, man. What? what yeah.
2: You, uh... Um. So this week I wanted we wanted to talk to y'all about what we got going on right now because it's not as much like deal to deal stuff right now. It's actually kind of a a uh, company reset almost. So right now we're doing a lot of resetting our systems and getting stuff set up. Um, that's going to be probably the next six months as we're doing deals. I'm not saying we're not doing any deals. You know, we got to pay. We got to get paid. We got to feed our families. But at the same time, um, we're going to be doing a lot of rebuilding our system. So that's, um, you know, going through our CRM that we use. So shout out Rafael Cortez. we actually going through him. Um We, we was out in Arizona, and he really, really put that into us. Like, we, he was like, man, look, I'm going to tell you all like this, man. If y'all mess with me, I'm going to give y'all the all. You know and what he saying? really just and opened he, up
0: everything to show us what he is actually going to give us, which exactly. is a little bit more rare in this industry. You know absolutely. What I'm saying? Um, and that's our guy. So we're going to actually have some things to be able to kind of bring to the table for you guys in the future, yep. potentially different masterminds or workshops, workshops. And different things. And kind of after we go on through it, everything that we have is dialed in to be able to say, Hey, look guys, this is how we did it. This is who we did it from and be able to kind of get it back to y'all.
2: Yeah. And just, to continue on the systems talk, we basically building back out our whole so we're gonna be rehiring, you know, some new lead managers, we're gonna be hiring some acquisition managers. So if y'all got anybody that's, you know, that y'all feel is a very solid candidate, look, the best employees really come from referrals. We've we've heard that over and over and over again. Um anybody we go to, we say, Hey, who who are you going through to hire? They're like, referrals. I mean mostly referrals, you know they they you some people use some systems and stuff like that, but if you're getting referrals you know it's coming from good people uh, nine times out of ten and and you get some people in there that's really gonna you know work for what they just got referred for, you know what I'm saying they have something to stand up for but um but man when it comes to the phone systems, all of that stuff, we're gonna be resetting a lot of that stuff right now and and just getting back to just the straight grind so we just got an office downtown Indianapolis uh, right on a circle um, and we' gonna it's, it's gonna be a trap. I mean, we're going to be in there getting to it, so... um,
0: (laughs) Grinding.
2: And, but yeah, but that's what's going on with us right now. I don't know if you had anything else before we...
0: I do, I do. Just, man, I know it was a couple weeks ago, but man, shout out to the whole Growth Summit event, Mm, Um, everything. We was down there. We spoke with Pace, Tom Crow, Henry Washington, Brent Daniels, of course, and a lot of other people that was up there. Luke was on there on stage with us. Um, And... um, yeah man, it was just a dope time man. Arizona's Absolutely. atmosphere just like no other. It's like a second home for us. So um
2: Arizona got a a, a sweet place in my heart, man, for, for sure. For sure, man. Um I, I just feel like everybody there is so helpful. You know what I'm saying? They they all want to help the next person grow. It's crazy. You can be in the same doing the same exact thing. They not the type of people that's like, I don't know if I tell him this is going to be, you know, that competition level of it. Yeah. They like, nah, we'd rather, you know, teach somebody how to do it and we're going to end up doing business with them anyhow. You know what I'm saying? So they got a, a, a really nice mindset. Shout out to Alejandra. She was super helpful. She always is every time we come right. out here. Yeah, um, we gave
0: Brent back. Uh, he, you know, <laughs> she like was down there writing everything yeah. Um, but 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 but, but yeah man it was it was it was like no other man and um a lot of people in masterminds pulled down uh, some people from indianapolis was there too Yep, you know and uh supported us we had you know our title company uh one of the representatives she flew down there to support us and stuff like that too man so it's just a lot of love a lot of dope uh you know vibes but we'll be kind of doing more things like that um as this continues to grow and stuff like that but speaking of you know um you know pace and um having uh his effect you know we actually joined his mastermind years ago which is called sub two which i know a lot of you guys know out there um but we've been in there done a few different sub two uh deals but man 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 our
2: guest that we got for y'all today
0: (laughs) we got somebody for y'all who if you had any doubt that sub two can work right (laughs) Created finance as,
2: as a whole. We are about sure. to
0: break that myth from, from A to Z today for y'all. So really grab a pencil, a pen, a notepad. This is a little bit different than some of our episodes, uh, which are, you know, still we get into stuff. But, you know, sometimes it's a little bit more vague and things like that. This is real instructional, real game. Like, go and apply it today, you know. So, man, without further ado, my God, Michael
1: building i'm hitting it
2: a couple times because the viewer says stop hitting it so much i'm gonna hit it a couple times yeah buddy michael thompson in the building hey before you get started though Let's not forget that he was an athletic trainer for the Indiana All-Star. I, he just Whoa. brought that back yeah, up to man. me. When I didn't I, know that. When I played in the yeah. Indiana All-Star, he like, was oh, the tra- he was snap. one of the trainers on the staff. So Damn. first and foremost, just let everybody know how good I was, man. <laughs> ah,
0: see, look, we ain't about to start the podcast off like this. Like this no, like it up, man. it was, this time, that man. was a fun time. That was. Super fun time. That too. was, but man.
1: I, I, I did it three times. I did the All-Star team three times as an ad- athletic trainer. and. Each time was great. And, man. you know, Indiana has the best high school basketball players, bar none. Absolutely.
2: In, so in the country. That's if, right. If, y- if y'all don't think that, y'all crazy. Come yeah. out
1: here and get cooked. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I ain't saying I'm going to cook you,
0: but I'm going to get somebody else that's going to cook you, though. <laughs> yeah. Man. You know, and we're going crazy. knobbing, <laughs> nah, man, Mike, definitely a pleasure to have you home. Um, You know, we're going through, uh, you know, pretty much a deal right now that is complex, and you just got on and we just broke it down over Zoom. I'm like, Mike, can you come onto the podcast? <laughs> right. People need to hear this. Absolutely. Like, no lie, even even, you know, we're we're kinda in the middle of the pack as far as, you know, real estate we're not starting out, but we're not crazy mm-hmm. scaled either though. And, you know, for a person that's done hundreds of deals and been acclimated and, you know, invest into masterminds and stuff like that, we still don't know some of this stuff. Absolutely. You know? And it's like um, you know, some things is just experience you can't know it until you just go through it. Right. So, um, like I kind of just wanted to start from like, how'd you even really start to get into sub two?
1: Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, just creative finance in general, right? Like, and you can't expect to know everything off, off the get go, right? right. Like, you get to learn by experience. You got to have some kind of mentor, you know, somebody that's going to help you out and, and kind of give you that knowledge or, or you learn by mistakes, which, you know, is, is perfectly fine too. So, um, man, Creative finance for me. I, I got my real estate license in 2014. Okay, like I, that's I start there, right? That's when I got my license. I was still doing athletic training, okay, you know, part time, but I also got my license and and because you know athletic training I had to be at the school, right? Like, like you know, 3 yeah. o'clock, whatever it is. So I had the mornings to kind of do whatever. So I just started, you know, getting into real estate and I did retail and but my my brokerage allowed me to do property management property management right off the off the get go too. Mm. So And they didn't want any fees for it. They're like, yeah, just go do it. I'm like, perfect, right? So I started there and uh, did some retail as well in the meantime. But I went full-time in in real estate in 2016 and uh, did my first sub-two deal. Kind of. <laughs> like Uh-oh. It was a first sub-two deal in 2018. That was when I did my first one. Gotcha. Walk okay. us through that. Where if was that, oh, Michael? I did Where it all wrong. I, did you? Yeah. but Actually, the first rental property I ever bought was a, um, a seller finance deal. Okay. And Damn. We, we, that's how you started out? That's my first one. I Sheesh. I woke up in the middle of the night. It's like a dream, right? So my my brokerage that I worked for, uh, the lady that owned it had a property for sale. It wasn't selling. You know, in '14 things were still slow. Yeah. Um, following oh, wait. housing prices were trying to go back up, um, but I just woke up one in the middle of the night. I promise you, I woke up in the middle of the night and said, "I bet she'll say that to me in seller financing." Mm-hmm. And so you had approach, no clue I, about seller financing or no? No, I just knew that I knew of land contracts. Right, right. Like, right. Indiana is a big land contract. Um, state. Where, Absolutely. And for you that don't know, like land contract is when I'm purchasing a property um, from someone, they maintain title or the deed, they maintain the, you know, the, the county level ownership. Um, but you're buying it from them over time, basically on an installment plan without switching title. Right. So okay. You've got all the control of the property. You just, you don't have the title. Right. Okay? Right. And she did. She sold to me on a land contract.
2: What? Well, talk talk us through that deal and like what ended up happening with that deal. Just it being your first deal, especially 2014. I'm guessing it gained some equity over time. I know you said you did it wrong, but well, was, th- was it a bad ending or was it a
1: my sub two was wrong. My 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 seller finance deal went great. Okay, I had a regular tenant in there. You know, uh, she paid on time for the most part. She ended up leaving, and then I sold the property and made some some cash. Like the market had recovered, right? And I, and I made some money, and that was good. So I may think it make me like thirty five mm. thousand dollars. So. That was a good deal. Okay. Uh, but my sub two property, I sold a guy, a retail property, um, you know, is you know, built in like 1998, something okay. like that. Oh, right? okay. That's like, a nice boy. Yeah, nice one in yeah. Indianapolis. That's right. Sure. So I, I sold it to him. Um, well, I helped him. I was, I was his buying agent for him. He bought it retail. And by that time, I'd already started to go down the road of wholesale and, and looking at properties, off market properties. And I got really good at looking at the sheriff's sell list. Mm. And I see his house- on the, on the sheriff's sell list. I just sold it to him like a year and a half before, right? So I'm like, all right. So I reach out to him. I'm like, you know, hey, like, why are you in foreclosure? He's like, man, I just want to sell the property. I'm like, I'm I'm coming over. <laughs> I, right. I went to his house that night and um, had a conversation with him. And he's like, man, I just want to sell it. He's like, he was behind on his mortgage, right? He had a little bit of equity, okay? And we did a hybrid. So my very first sub two deal was a hybrid. hybrid. Was a hybrid. So we, he had, I don't know, maybe like $15,000 worth of equity. Mm, okay. okay. So we gave Wait, him. So quick, quick, yeah, What is a hybrid? How about I say yeah, break yeah. that
2: down for the listeners? Okay. Hybrid.
1: A hybrid. So if you don't know what sub two is, let's, let's start there because okay. I think that's important. Um, sub two is when you buy a, a, or purchase a property and the lien that's on the property, usually the first lien mortgage. Right. Stays with the home even though the the deed changes or the title changes, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of people think that, oh, you can't buy a property and the deed change, yet the lien stay on the property. Exactly. You can. Yeah. Absolutely can. So um, they're two separate things. Um. And so, you know, that's, that's up to you. Is you're purchasing the property, you're taking ownership of the property, actual deed, but the lien stays on the property. Right. We're, we're going to take the property subject to that lien. Exactly. So that's subject to, in a nutshell, a hybrid is usually when the seller has equity, right? So if I'm buy, buying a property for two hundred thousand dollars, mm-hmm. and um, you know that's what they want, and but they owe one hundred and fifty thousand, mm-hmm. well now they have fifty k in equity, right? So we're going to pay them on their equity over time. Okay, that's typically what a hybrid is. Gotcha. And that's what I did. So them.
2: basically, say for instance, you got you one hundred and fifty thousand, they still owe on the property. That's the lien mortgage that you're taking over. Yep. The 200,000. Um so they'll have 50,000 in equity and you might be paying him at a certain interest rate or no interest rate depending on what your terms are that you agree to per month against that 50,000
0: over a set amount, a set period of time.
1: That's exactly it. Yeah. But
0: gotcha. you usually give them some type of down payment. Yeah. to yeah. be able to Yep. execute the deal. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And that's what we did. So um you know we Gave him fifteen thousand, but we gave him ten thousand up front and five over time. Not a huge hybrid deal. Right. Um, but still like it was um that that changed my whole view on creative financing. And that's what really got me started. But like I said, I did it all wrong. I did do a title search because I was in real estate and I knew you had to do a title search. Um, but then we just quit claim the property.
2: Oh, you here. didn't close through title. And that's another thing that a lot of our listeners don't know, too, with, with these creative finance deals, subject to deals, <laughs> stuff like that, especially subject to close with a title company. You just got to go to an investor-friendly title company um, because you're taking title, you're taking title you know the title to the property you're just not you're, now what you're not going to do is you're not going to alert the the mortgage company you know you're not going to go and pull the payoff from the mortgage company right yep. um and so because that can trigger what was called the the due on sale clause right and what that means is hey if the mortgage company feels that now you are making that payment instead of them, which this happens very rarely, by the way. So don't let that scare you. A lot of people get really scared about that. Um, I think Pace said he did over a thousand of them now and he's maybe got one or two that has ever had calls on them. Yep. Um, and then, um, but don't let that scare you for one. But what that means is like basically they'll call your loan due in thirty days. So like if that hundred and fifty thousand that was on that lien, they'll be like that hundred and fifty thousand is due in thirty days because you guys changed ownership. Um, and so they will do that if you if you go the wrong route. And this stuff and I want you to kind of talk to them about that right now is what are some things that can actually have that due on sale clause. Be called like what's kind of a trigger for that because uh, that's something that's huge that people just get kind of scared to do that method because of that. Um, I, I know one being insurance, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, uh,
1: we had a conversation about insurance this weekend, but um, you know, insurance is one, right? Um, well, first off, let me say that I've never had one called right on me, I see that. How many By have you done, Mike? Do you <laughs> so I'm, I'm getting ready to close only my 20th creative deal, which isn't okay. as much as most, right? Right. But I've, and I've been a party to a few a few other transactions on top of that. For sure. Um, but 20 personally for me. Okay. Um, creative finance deal, majority of those sub two. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, but th- exactly the insurance is one way to kind of mess it up, right? Yeah. Um, it, we had a conversation like, the deeded owner of the property has to be the primary insured, right. right? It's one thing that we we don't think about, and so some people right now. And, and by the way, sub two is is a it's, it's a fashion item, right? Right. But you have to do it correctly, yep. and you got to know what you're doing. I've I've, I've corrected uh, quite a few people's transactions just by looking at how they've uh, how they purchased the property sub two, not changing insurance correctly. Um, self-performing closes, right? Like mm-hmm. closing by like self-performing, right? Which is, is a is a possible thing. Um, and if you want to try to do something like that, I think there's times and places for it. But yeah, um, the insurance is one way to get the due on sale clause called. Um, if you aren't transferring it correctly, so and there's a, there's a few ways to do it. And we can get it. You want to get into insurance because yeah. they advance. Yeah,
2: because I, I feel like people, like, like I reached out to you. You helped us with our first subject to yeah. deal in 2019, I believe it was, 2019. And, um like, that was the first thing that, like, I learned from you was, like, oh, no, you need to put, you need to be second on uh, on on the insurance, right? Yeah. Um, named as what do you call that? Named as
1: additional insured. Additional insured or, or because
2: and what you explained to me that I remember that I, I teach people today is if that dude goes and moves to Brazil, right? And there's a the some a tree falls through the roof. If you're not additional insured, whenever that you have to go make that claim, you have to find this dude. Yeah. <laughs> to come to have him make the claim for you, and now it's like. He may or may not want to. You know what
1: I'm saying? He may be gone. Or he he may be gone. He might be dead. And he's not really supposed to, right? Exactly. Because he's not the deeded owner of the property. Exactly. So the deeded owner of the property has to be the primary insured. Okay, and you can have the seller, the original seller, mm-hmm. as a secondary insured because when you provide that mor- that um, insurance policy to the mortgage company, okay, they're gonna want to see tip sometimes that that seller is on the policy so, so, somewhere.
0: But are right? but just to be clear, you're saying that the original seller no longer is the primary. You're the That's primary, right. and they they become the secondary. Correct. So you flip it. You do. Just to be clear, yeah, yeah, and <laughs>
2: right. so yeah. If you, so when you just a question, this is just for me. So, like, say for instance, we buy theirs and they already have an insurance in place that's part of the PITI. Yep. Um, do you put you as secondly insured on that? Or you put you as primary. Primary. You change you to primary. Change them to secondary immediately. Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: because your 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 insurance agents. Is it going to really pay out if that person doesn't own the property? Right. right. That insurance insurance policy is no longer valid. Right. So okay. So you got to switch it. You got to switch it to having the deeded owner be the primary insured. They're the main ones covered. Okay? Exactly. And then your mortgage company, you're going to have an, a mortgagee clause mm. on the insurance policy as yeah. well. Um and and when you buy a property sub tune you should get access to the online portal for yeah, the seller. For sure. And they'll tell you exactly how their mortgagee clause is. So what is that
0: too? I just, I mean, if you could break it down in famous terms, what is a mortgagee clause? A
1: mortgagee clause is just, basically it gives the insurance company right to the proceeds of any insurance claim. Okay. Mm. It protects their interest because, you know, you're either A, going to fix the property or B, you're going to take the money and run.
2: Right. Okay.
1: It could be a windfall. It could be 50, 60, $100,000 worth of um, home insurance that you receive you can't just cut that, you can't just sign that check and turn it into your bank account because now they also have to sign the, the check. Right. If the check is even cut to you directly, could even potentially be cut to your mortgage company. And then they it.
0: disperse it to you, Yeah. how they see fit after you get a quote and all that exactly, stuff. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so they want to it, it's still, it's still, so the mortgage clause really essentially is the bank, is, yeah, the bank saying, hey, I still want to be in control. If a catastrophe or disaster happens, I can still be in control and make sure that it's handled the right way. And
1: that 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 their asset they're lending on is protected.
0: Exactly, because they normally want to be listed.
1: Exactly. Yeah. They they have (laughs) to be right. Like that will, if they're not listed as a mortgagee um, with that mortgagee's clause, that will cause the due on sale to be because they're going to be like, oh crap, we're unprotected. Right. This is priority level number one. We need to get this taken care of.
0: That's what I was going to ask. What will cause a due on sale? Is that the only thing that would cause it's the
1: biggest things? thing? Look, uh, regional banks. Uh, okay, so regional banks will keep an eye on on uh, titled persons, right? Like whoever owns the, the property. Right. So uh, way more than a national brand. Right. You know, the national brands have systems and processes. They, they manage billions of dollars worth of mortgages. It's hard for them to identify issues. Exactly. Right? Um, as an example, I'm not going to give the name of the mortgage company, but someone within my inner circle, right, worked for them. And um, So when you look at the person that was- This the, was
2: a regional bank or a- This is a national. Okay, a national. National bank.
1: Yeah. Um, so if you look at the deeded, <laughs> Person that was originally so the person that got the loan, okay, that should be the people that originally deeded to the property. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, when you look at who that was versus they did an audit of who currently owns the property, it had a thirty nine percent failure rate.
0: Damn, right, and I didn't even know that. So almost forty percent of people, like whether it was sub
1: two or. It could, know, D, right, it could be divorces. It right, could be they any, just changed their name. Yep. Right? But quick claim Deeds out the wazoo, right? Yeah. Of having this. Or it could have been a mistake at closing. But either way, they had a 39% failure rate. So they didn't freak out about it. Like, right. they just now they know. I don't, I don't know what they did in up doing that. But right. they haven't so far you know, acted on that. It's just something that's, that
2: happens. That's crazy. Yeah, because I, I think one thing that kind of even I worry about is like with the regional banks, like are they going to go and search title and if they doing this. So – there's another way of even going around, not even going around it, but you know, kind of protecting it a little yeah. bit more with going with a trust. Yep, yeah, and I love right? trust. And so, do you do you put it, do you uh, buy it under trust each and every time, or is it something that you do on stuff that you feel like, oh, this is a regional bank; they might go in and be some assholes. Yeah. Or <laughs> yeah. like well, how I, do you? Go? I,
1: I love trust in general. So for all okay. my all my sub two purchases are in trust, regardless of the bank. Okay,
2: who do you um, use for your trust? Uh, Michael
1: Thompson. <laughs> no, no. Uh, like, uh, so you set up your own. Well, yeah. So, okay. I paid a lawyer to, to create the the documents. Okay. And then, um, they're actually being reviewed currently to make sure they're updated and and, Stuff and like done that. correctly. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then you know my LLC is the beneficiary
0: on the trust. Right. And
1: then I had typically been, um, you know, the trustee in Indiana. So it depends on your state not every state requires you to disclose who the beneficiaries and trustees are. Right. And in Indiana is one that you do not have to disclose who mm. the beneficiary and trustees are. I did not are.
2: know that. Yeah. I did not know that. This, this is, this is why we bring him on. This is why we brought him on, man. He got some, he got some knowledge, man. Cause like with the trust situation and I'll let you go, bro. My bad. Um, I know you want to talk and blab that big mouth of yours. <laughs> You'll you be all right, man. Just hold up real quick. Just wait. Just hold it in. I can see it popping out his chest right now. Mm-hmm. Nah. uh, <laughs> So with the trust situation, it's like you can name it, like, whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, if a bank does go and see it and say the property address is 123 Main Street, you can have 123 Main Street Trust. So they're not about to go that extra mile to figure out who the beneficiary is. But even if they did in Indiana, basically, they wouldn't even be able to see it.
1: Well, they wouldn't not off not off the tax records, right? And right. The property recording, they would have to come to you directly and request the trust documents, right?
2: Which how often are they Which, probably going to? Why I mean, would they even do that? Why if would everything they is that? getting so? Paid? You're, it's just an extra layer of of protection, really.
1: Yep. Um, in that sense, and and you know, depending like. Once again, depending on your state, I I have purchased properties in LLCs for my sub twos. Okay, I went to trust because I love the flexibility of the document in general. Okay, uh, and be able to add beneficiaries, mm-hmm. remove beneficiaries. Um, I just love the flexibility of it in general.
0: So, my talk to the fact of that. I want to stay on a trust real quick and like to be able to make the sub twos possibly even easier. Yep. Um, like. What's the benefit of actually using a trust? Obviously, you know, you love them, yada, yada. But how has that
1: simplified your process? Um, well, for, it's repeatable, right? I think that's the the big thing. Um, it, there's some flexibility in, in selling the property too, right? We talked about doing a land contract or selling on a wrap. Yeah. Now you don't have to have a, a true another closing, right? You can just assign beneficial interest over to your wrap buyer. And now you're done. So title doesn't change again, mm-hmm. causing mm-hmm. issues. You're just right? selling the trust. You're just, you're just selling the trust. That's right. Um, and, and we talked about that's this. Hard. He about to make me rich. Right. And, and you can also. <laughs> that's, right. that's hard. That's hard. Yeah. I love that. That's what you Hold mean on, by the flexibility go, go. of it.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, that's hard. Yeah. That's and, hard. And right you
1: there. can maintain your trustee status, right? So you can still, like, as the seller of the wrap, you could maintain your trustee status. Look, it's done all the time in other states. Exactly. Right? Because think about this like Indiana there's a few types of of um, security instruments that allow you to secure your position as a lender in a mm-hmm. state. Mm-hmm. We use a mortgage in Indiana. Yeah, exactly. A note, which is the promissory note's my promise to pay, mm-hmm. and the mortgage is the instrument that actually maintains their position at the county level. Gotcha. Okay? Now, other states use a deed of trust. Right. Right? A deed of trust. It's literally like they can just take the property away from you quicker in those states because it's not a judicial foreclosure. Like Indiana, you have to file suit, like Chase Bank or whoever yeah. has to file suit at the county level to take your home from you. Yeah, In other states, they don't have to do that. They can do yeah. something called a trustee sale, exactly. sale and just take the property from you that way. So it's, it's it's very similar. And they hire like, like,
2: like, like a company that they're like... Uh, I forget what that's called. I, I was just reading something uh, that Pace wrote up about that, like how they do the trustee stuff. It's like actual trustee companies yeah. out there that basically they just go through them and they just take the property back. Like it's not like you got to file with the courts or no. anything like that. It's crazy.
1: There is some notices, right? Yeah, 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 and, yeah, for and sure. And there are some states that are still, they still take long a long time even as a trust, right. a, a trustee sale or a deed of trust. Like Florida can be one where mm-hmm. it can be extended out long periods of time. And obviously, COVID through a whole wrench into how foreclosures exactly. are done. But yeah, I mean, back to the, you know, owning tr- uh, a property in a trust, and that's where you can maintain your trustee status if you're selling that property on a wrap. Mm. So you can have still have some control, at least see what's going on. You have to sign all documents. So you still got control. A yeah, little and, bit. And I mean, not really. Beneficiaries have the true control.
0: Yeah, right, right. But you can still set it up and, and kind of maneuver it right. But I want to talk to... Just what happened to us.
2: <laughs> yeah. What What the uh, uh I got you the All homestead right. issue. Oh yeah. That's yeah. A so big thing.
0: we purchased a property sub to from God that used to work for us. Beautiful home. House got a pool. Yeah. Not too many houses in Indiana. Got a pool. Had a pool. Beautiful house. And um we purchased it. You know, we got everything that we're looking at. We're like, okay, cool. We, di- we did a lease option on the back end. God didn't end up really performing. So he got out of the property and we got it back again. And soon as we sold it on a, pretty much we assigned it, we assigned it to a, a different buyer. They got hit, which really essentially was like me on the back end, but anyway, <laughs> we got hit with. The taxes shot up, like the payment shot up like $700 yep. right. extra About. per month that we had to pay. And I'm like, okay, what happened? And then the the calling, uh, you know, the mortgage and they're like, hey, well, we paid the taxes for last year. So we're just, you know, adding that to your mortgage so that, you know, we can catch up and we could pay for that. And I'm like, and okay, and so Indiana's- what was it last year? And they're like, pretty much we had to pay $5,700. Yeah.
2: <laughs> 'cause in Indiana, it's a year late too, yeah, we pay so year behind in arrears, yeah, okay. exactly, so it's
0: fifty seven hundred dollars y'all that we had to pay mind you, think about if we had a rat buyer in there, let's say it was you know our stuff was thirteen hundred, and let's say we had a rat buyer in there for eighteen hundred, but the taxes shot up to oh twenty one hundred. So now we got a rat buyer in there that's this didn't happen but I'm saying just imagine. We had a person in there that was paying us $1800 but now our, our payment is $2100. Yeah. And we had no clue what I'm like this don't make sense. Yep. So going through it what happened is once we transferred it which is this is something that on the front end of youtube and all of that stuff this is not what people talk about they don't don't talk about this they don't they don't talk about it that's the difference from the experience that like i want you to touch on but just to finish my uh statement was that um the homestead exemption left right a homestead exemption is gifted towards people who live in the property and the city you know will give you um credit for you know for your taxes to be lower um, where you don't have to pay so much, right, as, as much as you would have, right? It's just a benefit that they give you, mm-hmm. right? Just like if you're a veteran, right, you get different benefits. Right. So if you're a homeowner, you live in a property, and you only to can have one. It has to be your personal home yeah. that you live in. So since the person that we got the subject to from, the original seller, he, doesn't, he didn't live in that property no more. It changed title over to us, and it's the LLC. We're not living in the property. The homestead exemption went away, and it's 50% in Indiana, right. Indianapolis. So it was like at 128000 or something like that. It jumped up to 228000 right. right. when we got taxed yeah. on. Yeah. So our taxes more than Yep. Yeah. So that shot our payment all the way up, and we had to pay almost $6,000 extra. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because of that shit
1: it's something you don't think about when you're buying I was like, damn yeah those homestead deductions go away i mean what? when title changes the, the county just wipes it all off right it's like it's, right um, right not every county is is good at, at that um especially if you're putting it into a trust sometimes they don't pay attention right but the majority of them pay attention and that homestead deduction goes away Taxes go up. And not every state has a homestead deduction.
2: That's what I was about to say. It's state mm, to state. It is. As well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I didn't even know that though.
0: Yeah. I thought every state had one.
2: On it. top of that, real real quick, real quick note too, here in Indianapolis and in, in Hamilton County for sure. <laughs> if you <laughs> if you are married now, there's a rule that it's only one per person. So there was already a rule that really, you know, if like say for instance, i I buy a house, I'm married, right? Me and my wife. But then she buy. I, I buy another house as a rental and I put it in her name. What people was doing was they were taking the homestead twice. But essentially, you should you should only be able to take the homestead once. So what they do now is they make you register, even if the house is in my name. Right. Like if my house is in my name and my wife is not on it. I still have to register her because I'm married. I have to register her down at the county office because they want her ID number, all of this stuff. Because so we can't go and do that in the future. And people was like, basically, I mean, you gotta think they was saving thousands and thousands, thousands. of dollars. Yeah. I mean, a year because they was doing it twice on rental properties plus their home.
0: Mike, <laughs> is it another? Is it another loophole to do that to get more than one homestead?
1: Um, I know that's random. Ah! I'm just saying, like, can people like, do it a different way? So, statutorily in Indiana, no. Right. Okay. right. Like, you can have one. Um, yeah. I'm just leaving it at that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's now, leave it at tell that. Tell me about, tell me. Hold comment. on, hold on real quick. I'm sorry to you. I got I to gotta pause you because you did me earlier. Go 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 ahead. like that. But, uh, Mike, I, I want to talk about that, right? As far as that homestead exemption problem, if we would have had a trust— We probably wouldn't have to have to go through that. Potentially. Or explain the the possibility, I guess, with that. If you could set it up maybe better or different, that you might not have to go through the homestead exemption. Uh, You having to pay more money. You know what I'm saying? Pretty much.
1: It's theoretical. So, um, and you got to understand that once again, this, it's, It's supposed to be for people that are owner occupied. Right. Right. Like that's where it kind of the line is. But practically, could you? Potentially. um, If I buy a property, I'm trying to attempt to buy a property subject to, um, and the person has a homestead deduction, you could have them put it into a trust prior to closing. Right. They could go refile their exemptions and then you could just change beneficiary status. Right.
2: Right. Right. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Um, Yeah. um, so the so the so the title is not necessarily changing over right now, yeah. Exactly. And 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 then it's in the trust. It shows that they put it in the trust,
0: right? But you're the beneficiary, so you still really control it and you own it, right? You are the but you change it after closing. Y- well, y- the beneficiary.
1: Y- well, yeah, yeah. I mean, or even yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so then there's nothing to file at the county level to change, right? Because right.
0: the paperwork changing is what caused it to actually change for you right, right exactly. and for everybody Obviously, out there
1: like, i don't recommend that right okay, right right yeah. we're not
0: telling you to go do that so theoretically that.
2: right
1: <laughs> theoretically
0: do it, right exactly. got you got you yeah you need to live in your house yeah yeah to get, get the homestead yeah. to, to get the homestead and they have other deductions right it's not just the homestead they got right not not everything's gonna apply for everybody but don't don't they have like a, a mortgage there's a, there's they got, a
1: mortgage yep. supplemental veteran disability Mm-hmm. Um there's a few deductions i mean there i mean there's vet, like the veterans is so big you know you could basically almost pay nothing in some places um yeah from, from a, a property taxes perspective i mean but, it's crazy um, you know obviously if you're in that situation, you probably deserve it
2: right uh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely shout out to all our veterans. what I want to jump into kind of right now is kind of get into the differences between exit strategies okay. or or even acquisition strategies. Can you kind of explain the difference between on the acquisition side, a seller finance yeah. to a subject to to a land contract on the acquisition side of things? like, sure. right. and, and if you could quickly, like why you would go with one over the other, maybe mm. in, situational.
1: Right. I think anything that gives you the deed is important. That's a great ass question.
0: <laughs> you looked at I me like that was a good I one. Like, like, damn, he explained
1: that well, didn't he, y'all? <laughs> that's
2: because this Shit. is something that I, I I need to polish myself on. That's honestly why I'm saying
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, but anytime you get the you control the deed, that's important, right? Right. So I think, you know, from a land contract perspective, it's probably my least favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, there are situations you should you can be able to do it. But um obviously like seller finance is typically done with a property that's owned. Free and free clear, and clear. Okay. By, the, by the owner, right? Um, and they're going to basically turn themselves into the bank and allow you to purchase that property on an installment sale over time with a note and mortgage, okay? right. depending on your state. Um, and so that's it, there's not really a rule for interest, right? You could do 0% interest on that as well. Um, you and, got one
2: at 0% interest, don't you?
1: Oh, uh, do you want Probably I? Probably got a few. On a hybrid. Uh, the hybrid, yeah. Okay. Um, y- Exactly. So I I bought a property on a hybrid. We can talk about that. But yeah, so that's one way. Um, I'll go into the sub two. Sub two, anytime there's a mortgage and you can take ownership and they're willing to let you take ownership while maintaining that debt on the property, then that's that's a a good way to do it. And I I do that anytime that I can. Right. Anytime there's debt and they're going to let me take ownership. Um, and maintain that debt, I'll do it.
2: a loan as you just never have to go get again. Never. I mean, don't have to, but like you can not refinance in the future and stuff like that. Well, but
1: And that's negotiable as well. When, yeah. I'm, when I'm buying a property subject to, I can either choose to buy it um, and then never pay off that debt or the seller and I can come up with a situation where I will pay off that debt in a certain amount of time, which I've done.
2: Right. Which is the joy of being creative. That's Mm -hmm. the whole reason why it's called creative finance. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Now on the, on the, on the exit strategies, let's talk lease options. Obviously seller finance would be if you own the property, but land contracts as well on the exit strategy side of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and why you go with one over the other. Cause I like me personally, I like lease options over land contracts. I think he likes land contracts over lease options.
0: Yeah. But I, no,
2: dude. now <laughs> you like now you back liking the lease options.
0: No, I always like lease. Hell no!
2: Nah. <laughs> listen, y'all, listen, man. I do. For I a minute, do. he was sitting there talking about, man, we need to put everything on land contracts. I'm telling you, well,
1: did you not benefits.
2: say there's it is? Business. It is. It is. But but talk to us yeah, why you would
0: choose yeah, one or my, the other. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Before and well, then we can. We have gotten it. these before though, yeah. for sure. <laughs> But I definitely like you went back to the lease option because of what he's about to explain. Exactly.
1: Well, I think I think it comes down to what kind of like life you want to create for yourself. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, um, when you have a a traditional rental property, right? You're going to be involved. Um, Right. Even at a property management level, like you're going to be whether you're doing the property management yourself or you have a company doing it, you're going to be more involved. Right. You got to make decisions. Uh, you know, the water heater broke. Okay. So now we got to worry about the water here and we got to have a conversation with our property manager. We got to get quotes on the, on the, uh, how to replace it. And we're going to pick the lowest quote, but hopefully he does a good job. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like, Seriously.
2: We're dealing with that now.
1: Yeah. It's long-term rentals <laughs> in, a, in a nutshell. So, yeah. um, the lease option side I like, uh, because I'm, I'm basically, I still get the benefits as a, um, a landlord, Right, Um, but I'm pushing off the maintenance onto the lease option buyer. Now, this is different in every state, so you got to understand your state laws. But in Indiana, like I say, nope, I'm not responsible for any of the maintenance. You're responsible for all of the maintenance in the property. Okay, so we're putting it on them, and then also, um, you know, I I've switched to putting taxes and insurance on the lease option buyer as well. So I literally just cash flow. Hold seen on, that. Mike. Wait a minute. I Time ain't seen out. That on the lease option. Time out. I didn't
2: know you could do that. Wait, because
1: that was my biggest thing. Was that, is was that. Like
0: you putting the taxes and the insurance on the lease option buyer?
1: Yeah, um, it's an agreement, right? Damn. Like whatever. It's it's almost like a. That's cool. It's almost like a net lease, right? Like when, when in this building that we're in, who do you think's paying? Like, who you think's paying the taxes on this thing? You can do it. You can do a triple net lease, yeah, 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 yeah. where they're responsible for the taxes and injuries. Yep. Um, it's something similar is kind of what we're doing. We're saying, okay. But they, they have to understand yeah, what absolutely. those are. They can't be surprised by it. Right. They disclose it. Yeah. And we're going to let them know when changes are coming and why. Yeah. yeah. And we,
0: we're going to show them exactly. You know, Exactly. What set doing. them up for success because yeah. that can bring problems on when you a year or two years in. It, and they're like, hold on, wait a minute. So you telling me I got to. Yeah, absolutely. Nah, that's not the way that you need to set it up. You need to set it up right. But that's cool. I, I mean, because we haven't done that to. Yeah our uh lease options, we just say put the maintenance on them, but the taxes and insurance, we were still making sure that we were right. covering.
2: Now when you put the taxes and insurance on them, do you still get the, the tax benefits of depreciation, et cetera? Yep. Okay. Ooh.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're still cold. you're
1: still the owner of the property, right?
0: Hey man, listen, yeah, I hope cool. y'all writing something. Down. <laughs> I need a
1: pen. I'm taking that. Yeah. Sheesh. And and also we that's super dope, man. Right. And and I'm still getting 10% down on my option fees. Okay. Okay. And we're spreading that out over time. So the minimum I I require is three percent to move in. Very similar to an FHA loan, right? If they can't afford Mm. an FHA loan, then you know, then that's not something we're gonna be a a fit for anyways. And then I'm I'm taking the other seven percent spread out over time, depending on my option period. Okay. Um Mm -hmm. so are
2: you are you doing it as a balloon? Like balloon payments, or is it like more uh, yeah, a part of the the, it's, the
1: monthly? It's a part. It's not part of the monthly. Okay. So because I I don't like that idea of, of tying it in that way. I like doing the, the lump sums exactly. due a certain date. Okay. Um. So usually around tax time, we have a chunk due.
2: Right? Oh, okay. Yeah, because uh, that's normally when yeah. people are ready to put that little balloon payment. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. And um. But do yep. you call it a balloon?
1: No. Okay. I'll ever use a word that would even exactly be near the word of a mortgage, right? Now, well, we can go back to, to land contract. Yeah.
2: Cause it. that's what I, that's why I was, that's why I was asking you that because you want to stay far away from it being that you're giving them a mortgage than anything. Right. Right. They got to understand it's um, not a mortgage. They exactly. are
1: responsible for getting their mortgage within the option period. Thank you.
0: Now, what do you usually do for your options? Are you three, four years, five years?
1: I've moved to five years recently. Okay. That's
0: what we were kind of at. we was at five. Yeah, we We, was at five. We still, we usually between three and
1: five, like around there. It mostly has to do with what I've negotiated on the front end, because most of my lease options are sub twos.
2: Right, right. So
1: it's kind of what did I... What did I negotiate with my original seller? Gotcha. And then how I'm going to lease option? How much time I'm going to give my option buyer?
2: For sure. Okay. Jump into the land contracts for us because we we had it in the time and I want to be sure that we get to that to that uh, that nine hundred thousand story. Sure. Well,
1: <laughs> uh, and so the the selling on a land contract has its benefits. It's it gives more credence to the fact that you're the bank right, without okay. selling on on a wrap or a, a true seller finance, right? Um, you are the deeded owner at the county level, okay? That does not change. And you're going to continue to um, give them the ability to pay you. Once they, they're done paying you, then they get the deed to the property, right? Um, but, you know, the downsides of, of a, a land contract in Indiana, at least, once they provide you with 5% of the equity for the purchase, point, now you have the four four close. So the the benefit of a land contract is supposed to be you don't pay. I cancel the contract, right? Now it's done, and now you're you gotta go because they've already
2: given you five percent. Now that's something to really think about, for, uh, people, listeners, everybody out there. I was about to say, dudes, <laughs> but um, on a lease option, if that person like when this guy stopped paying us on a lease option three years in, all we had to do was go to the eviction court, right, and evict him. We didn't have to go through a whole foreclosure process in order to get this guy out of the house. It was 30 days and he had to be out. Um, it was, it was a little bit longer, but <laughs> he had to be out. You know what I'm saying? Now if we had to go through that foreclosure process. We talking about literally how he was saying we literally got a file at court hearing. Yep. We got to go through the whole foreclosure process as if we were like a bank. So that's, that's, the, that's my biggest reason in not wanting to do land contracts. I just, a lot of our, uh, they say 33%, 30% of, uh, uh least lease optioners normally do not refinance out or buy it at at the five year period. It's more than that. It's it's been way more here in Indy for us.
1: Well, I think it's um I think it's how you how you handle them, right? Yeah. So um we've moved to uh, a a guy and, and his team that we walk them through credit repair. Um, mm. from the get-go. Right? right. So they have to sign a pledge saying that they are going to go through credit repair. Okay. Okay? And they're going to team up with this person and then they're going to meet monthly standards, right? And we're trying to get them to a place that they can have credit a credit. Yeah. Not refinance. Like, wipe Bye. out from your lexicon. Purchase the property mm. out from you because they don't own it. We don't want to give exactly. them any idea. Of, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, My bad. purchase. I meant
0: like, yeah. refinance you out. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Get yeah. you out of the car, <laughs> Right. Um, but talk about the other benefit, though, uh, like with, the, with the with, with the land, land contract. contract you're, is now nah, that second position, what can you do with that? Uh, second position. Sell no note.
1: You can. Yeah. you. So uh, I own a, a loan servicing company, yeah. right? And uh, one of the things you do, you have an asset now, right? Right. Your land contract is an asset that you can sell. Exactly. Okay? Without ownership, of the, technically you own the property, right? But you'd have to deed the, the property over whoever, but they would be responsible. They would still be locked into that land contract. You can just basically sell the land contract. That's so dope. how do you do that? Like that who's who's,
0: who's looking to buy that though? There's there's like, no You know matters. what I mean? Yeah. Like how do you, like for a person that just is like, what do you just say? Yeah. Like what what? How do you how do I sell my land contract if it's a person that's already in there? Like who?
1: What do you mean? You, you know, know what? what I mean? <laughs> I mean that's a whole new world, right? Yeah. Like, it it's, is. It's a subset world of investing and and the note the note guys in the world. I just love their notes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and they are just so- That's their that. niche. That's their niche. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of separated. We, we don't think about it a lot as an option, but there's there's companies out there that'll buy them from you, right? There's individuals out there that'll buy them from you. Um, it depends on how your terms are set up on your note. Right. Was the, um, was the purchaser underwritten? Are you having the loan serviced? Yeah. Um, did they put a down payment down, right? right? There's a whole mix of things that add value to your land contract or note. And um, if you do all those things and you have a higher valued note that you can sell, is it performing, right? Are they right. on time? Is it non-performing?
2: Now tell me this is now from that sense, is it different if you say wrap and what does that mean?
1: Yeah. Uh, so a land contract can be done on a, a property that has a mortgage, right? Okay, uh, and know. is
2: that technically a wrap?
1: Kind of okay. Um, I, I, I like the idea of land contract or installment sale or, or contract for deed or whatever it is in your state. I like that a lot better just for that particular terminology. And a wrap would be more you're selling it on seller finance for a property that already has a loan. I always say you're giving that first loan a big bear hug with another loan that's bigger than right,
2: original, exactly. Right? So you're wrapping it like a gift, really. Yeah, yeah, is exactly. what it is. You know what I'm saying? You're wrapping a bigger box over that smaller box. Exactly. <laughs> right. Um, that's what's up.
1: Yeah. And so that you know, that gives you the opportunity to to create cash where cash wasn't didn't exist originally.
0: Mm. That's what's up. And so, then you just make money and difference on the on the interest. Exactly. Tell
2: tell us about this big nine hundred thousand dollar lease option. Lease option that you did. We gotta hear about this because I think the biggest lease option that we've probably done on the property was probably Monroe that one in Monrovia yeah um that was but it was still only worth like 000, yeah not even 000. at the time it yeah, was only yeah. like
0: 165 175 and they put like 20 20 down or something and
2: like that. and walked that. away from it good. but oh. go ahead after a year go ahead That's a, yeah I mean it <laughs>
1: happens right like the goal isn't for people to fail exactly, exactly. It just it does happen though right yeah. it's, it's a it's a nature of the business yeah. Yeah.
2: those people just say, hey uh we we're getting we're a divorce up. we don't want anything to do with the house anymore. We don't care about the money being put down. The house was in great condition. They didn't screw it up. Nothing. They just was like, we just want to walk. And I'm like, so you know that you can technically sell this house as well. And there's equity in the house. Yes, we don't care. Yeah. Please just leave us alone about it. We'll be okay. out in 30 days. I'm like, okay. I mean, at that point, then shit, we'll take it back. Yeah. Listed it on the market and made like sixty thousand. Right. <laughs> off of it, but go ahead.
1: Yep. So yeah, I mean. I think that's one of the things you don't think about is the price of the properties that you can sell on a lease option. Yeah, right. And imagine in any other state, like a, like a California, where values <laughs> in L.A. or started a million, right? They're Man. ridiculous.
2: Trust me, I was there.
1: Yeah, and you can do lease options there for sure. So, right. Um, you know, this property was in Carmel, Indiana. Okay. Um, and uh, it was actually from a a guy that was flipping the property and and couldn't quite get the number that he was looking for for a few reasons. Mm. And so, yeah, um, you know, we had offers, you know, at least 15 to 20% lower than what our option price was. Mm. Um, but we got the option price we wanted with, with 10% down, um, with 3% at move in and 7% over. So down. somebody put $90,000 down? No, they put 3% of down. That. So it's only, oh, okay, okay, 20, okay. 27,000 roughly.
2: Okay. okay. And they're paying 90,000 over how many years?
1: Um, Five. Over five years. Yep. And it cash flows. I mean the payment on this. So, thing they're, is pay, like, like,
0: so they're paying that on top of their rent amount?
1: No. He, yeah. yeah. So they're paying their rent um, amount monthly, but they're that other seven percent of They the pay night. during tax time that you got exactly. built in. Exactly.
2: <laughs> He's smart putting it during tax time every year. That's crazy, man. Uh, what's that's that? super
0: a hey, listen, that's y'all. Super that's savvy. super savvy. It
2: is. You're taking the process out. I mean, yeah.
0: And they just know every year tax time is pretty much going towards the house. Exactly. You know what I mean? So that we can eventually buy it five years. They can years. pay that
1: anytime they want, right? Right. Like they yeah. To a windfall, they can pay it. Right. Um, they want to uh, purchase the property, yeah, they got to it all. Right? right. Like they're getting it all caught up before yep. they can actually purchase the property. Because mm-hmm. that's our option fee, right? It's right. Option.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Man, that's clutch, man. But oh, no, I don't know. Are they
1: still it. there? Did they like refinance out? Um, Are they still there now? Do you clo- know? We closed this last month. I mean they, really? they moved in last month on this property. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, they're they're with the group of guys. I mean oh, okay. you you'd be surprised by who needs credit, <laughs> credit yeah. repair. Even, you know, people with high net income yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Not not maybe not Net worth, but yeah. Yeah, high incomes, right? They can afford properties like this, but um for whatever reason credit's not quite there. So we're gonna walk them through some credit repair and I think you'll be ready in a year and a half. That's what's up. that's cool, man.
2: That's what's up. Helping people get what they want in life too is what he's really doing. I mean, I know he's talking about the money that he's made on it, but technically, he just helped this person buy a house that they wouldn't have been able to buy in any other situation.
0: In Carmel,
2: in Carmel, nine hundred thousand, probably a really, really nice house. So that's what y'all got to understand. We in this business to help people on the front end. Like he has a credit program set up initially. We was going to actually do that with someone too. Uh, we ended up messing with him, but we was going we was going actually have a credit program that would tie in with our lease options when we was doing them. You know, super heavy um but that's definitely something
1: I'll, I'll hook you up with them because yeah i, yeah, I, man, I don't do it's that, not my team. right right right, someone, right like it's someone else that we use and and this particular guy that this is what he does right okay. and, and they give you a credit package it. like he gives you the breakdown of why i should accept this person as a uh a, a tenant buyer mm, okay. okay i love that's that man. sweet man
0: Well, cool well mike yeah. let's get into our next segment we call it overtime <laughs> And fatigue, nah, it's like OT.
2: Like, they used to just give me the ball. If it's OT, the ball comes to me, we know what's going on, and it's fatigue. Hey, no point guard no more, get get the ball to T. Your nickname wasn't
1: the black hole, (laughs) (laughs) that ball ain't coming out. Hey, man, it ain't.
2: Hey, I'm telling you, that's funny, but no. Um, for this segment, man, we we was just talking about a little bit before the show, but um. Joe Biden and his new rule as far as homeowners and and, and, and folks that's going to be buying homes. Kind of break it down. I know you had a little bit more information on it, Mike. Yeah, I was just um,
1: looking it up prior to it's, it's It's interesting that basically Biden's trying to come up with a plan to, I don't know, I guess help people with lower credit scores get into property. Right. right. So he's made uh, he's made it to where that people with increased or higher credit scores are going to basically be funding part of that for people with lower credit scores. So they're going to be fees for people with higher credit scores and less fees with people with lower credit scores.
2: That's kind of crazy. I I think it's a good idea. Um, I think it's halfway a good idea. I think it's kind of messed up that, Hey, we worked this whole time to, you know, get this credit score. um, And, you know, you kind of preying on, you know, the people that was able to be responsible you know what I'm saying is how I kind of look at it. And now they have to pay higher fees just in order for people that wasn't responsible to be able to get into homes. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, there's so many loopholes. I know you could probably play with it in the future, too, that it's really not going to stand like that. Like, OK, if I want my stuff to drop under 750, for I'll just keep my usage up high for three months or six months and then just pay it back off. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there will be loopholes with it, but I kind of think that part of it is messed up. The good part of it is, I think it stimulates the the real estate market a little bit. Yeah, I just Um, feel like- Just a tad.
0: They could have done it in a way of like, kind of even how you said earlier, like they get something off, maybe they interest rate. That would help, A 0.5% increase or 1%, I don't know, maybe that's a bit much, but something like that to increase and stimulate it without trying to- make you know other people pay for those fees but i guess maybe somebody got to pay for it i guess right well, and, I, they, and they don't, don't know don't pay
1: for it well i'm just <laughs> where those fees are going like where are those fees being used for right right like, where's that money actually <laughs> exactly because i already have a problem with with you know private mortgage insurance because that that's a that's a scam in itself but. man
2: they, me too I, I and then like he said like i think even if you were going to take fees away from up here I think people down here should or not people down here but people credit scores down here should be able to at least get that like use those 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 fees that you have and them pay extra to lower their interest rate not the fees that they have to getting into a property you know what I'm saying because the 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 killer part of a of a mortgage is the payment it's not really the fees yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like I'm worried that's about my payment. Like yeah. if I can get my payment down, interest rates are high right now. That's what people are worried about. They're not. Have you have you heard somebody say, "Man, those fees then went up." <laughs> no, Never, who ever. gives a shit about that? They really care about the interest rates, and that's what really slowed down the market. So if it was something that incentivized that, that helped with that, I think it would have been. And I think that would definitely increase.
0: And it's, and you know the market is summertime is picking back up. People are yeah, you know being like, man, even it's still a spike, you know, in the yeah. market and stuff is selling. But I think that would even take it up another notch where it's like, but maybe they don't want it to be that hot. I don't know. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think that that definitely would have been a better route to go with, you know, absolutely. Me, just my, you know, perspective. But, but yeah, Mike, man, um, it's been a pleasure to have you on. It bro. has,
2: man. And I, we appreciate all the informative. I know we didn't have enough time to get, get oh. even deeper but i sure. mean we like
0: scratch the surface really.
2: man we yeah. just scratched the surface but like um working where can, where can people find you at Um uh, if they're looking to i know you you now have a servicing company that you work with as well yeah um kind of tell everybody where they can find you at or if they can get some information from you um or you can you might be able to help people in different situations where can they, where can they find you
0: at
1: yeah um so you can definitely for the loan servicing go to onepointlending.com. um you can see my my platform there
0: I'm actually um, working with them now too y'all just mm-hmm. by the way
1: yeah mm-hmm. we're gonna do some servicing on that, that land contract for you um you can get me there you can get me on uh you can get me on Twitter uh michael Trei right and uh yeah that's where you can find me
2: gotcha gotcha well we appreciate y'all for definitely coming out for episode 21 with my guy Michael Thompson um, we want to make sure that y'all checking out, you know, our, our, our mentorship program. We just had a bunch of, we just had a, a, I feel like a bunch of people joined like in the last two weeks. Um, and it just really probably we
0: weren't here while we wasn't here. Even. Yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, we had a bunch of people join, um, and we're actually going to be doing some additions to the program as well, putting in more course, like, you know, um, like wholesaling one on one type of things, burr burr investing 101, creative finance 101, on one. Just just different type of courses in there as well that you guys can follow. But also being able to help you guys uh with like different workshops, like he said, setting up uh systems. Those are the biggest things when getting started that like people skip over. You know what I'm saying? Is setting up those systems. So that's that's something that we're gonna be providing as well. But you can definitely find it in our link, the link in our bios, moguls in the making. Um we do live Q&As every Friday, which we're about to start going live damn near every day um, and getting in there with our community. So that's going to be something that's super dope, too. So the people that can't make the Friday meetings, we're we're going to be knocking them out every day for like 30, 45 minutes, maybe an hour, the, the beginning of our days. Um, but also we do a walkthrough every month, uh, which we have an event, um, a networking event directly after that. Um, and then we're, man, we're just in there answering any and all questions that you guys need to get rolling. So it's only $17 a month. It's not going to be, I'm telling y'all this right now. It's not going to be that for long. I want you to make sure she make a cut on this. It's not going <laughs> to be $17 a month for that long. We just left our, um, the growth summit and every, everyone that we asked about, Hey, you know, what about our mentorship program? What do you think about it? You're charging too less, you know, you're not charging enough. You're not charging enough because people don't, Take action! Take action for something that they don't feel like that they have put m- sweat, equity, or money into. Like true money, true and, money.
1: Uh, let me just say it real quick, guys. Like what you guys do, super impressed. I'm super impressed. I appreciate with you guys. that Um, uh, I've been watching you for a while. Thank and, you, Mike. Just in Thanks general, Mike. of your growth, amazing. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. man. Let me get. You guys uh, love it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> really appreciate that, Mike. Seriously
0: um yeah yeah. but yeah that's how you can find us guys and just you know sometimes it's really just getting around like-minded people you're gonna find out so much information that you just don't know and you you don't know how much you're cutting your learning curve down by being around people who's actually just doing the business absolutely that's like half of it right you know what i'm saying um from people who's actually really doing it you know really inside of it you know mike has gave me sub two information that I didn't know that I probably couldn't Google and just get off of YouTube. You know what I'm saying? So, And I'm a YouTube king. (laughs) Telling you, if I would log back and look at my hours on YouTube, YouTube should give me a plaque. Right. I should be a part owner in YouTube. So... Just keep that in mind, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, Can I
2: add to that too, bro? Yeah, just yeah. because I think that people always think that, oh, just because this person has 25,000 followers or 50,000 followers that, okay, this is the person I should listen to. How many followers you got, Mike?
1: <laughs> Not like- it depends on the platform, but not a lot, man. Yeah. I don't put a, put a whole bunch into it, which I should, but... It's
2: sometimes you have to get, like he said, people in the business that's actually doing it. A lot of times, they're not on Instagram a lot. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you might be in different mastermind groups. Get around the people that's actually doing this business today. Yes. There might be people that got 50,000 followers, but they yes. they was doing this business
0: four years ago. And they're just selling you
2: And they're just selling you what stuff. they knew four years ago. We're doing this shit today. He's doing this today. Right now. Right now. He
0: came down here to go and look at a property that he's closing on this week, sub two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I said, hey, Mike, you slide us in? Come, you know, chop it up with us on the podcast. Like, we are real entrepreneurs, real business owners, really doing the business. So, really just lock in and tap in with people like that that's really going to give you the game that's straight from the horse's mouth who's really actually doing it, man. That's super important. Um So, yeah, again, man, Mike, we appreciate you. You done blessed us with the sub two. Maybe we need to do, like, I don't know. I don't want to throw this on you, but Mike, maybe we should do some type of event. Some type of event, man. Event. Some type we need to do a sub to event, event, event here some too. Some type so. of sub to event, Mike. Yeah, some type of we can workshop, do it. man. We can do it. We some can type do it. of something, man, because I think people were, you know, obviously it's out there. Pace, you know, headhunter with you know, what I mean, really bringing this out to the masses. Obviously, I know a lot of people that you know probably did it even before him or whatever, but he really made it a theme yeah. you nobody's know. made it he a
2: robot mainstream than him nobody's robot. made it more
0: mainstream than him yeah pace is different for sure so <laughs> um you know shout out to them and stuff like that man but uh yeah i mean i think that's it man lock in with us um uh make sure that you give us a rating a review okay. Apple subscribe podcast, subscribe on youtube we really trying to grow youtube we got more people uh going i think the podcast has only been out for two months Um. So, y'all, please, man, we need y'all help. We need y'all help. Y'all support. Just share it with people that you think, you know, would actually get value out of this. You know what I mean? Share it with them. You know, have them contact us and things like that. And it's because of you guys that helps us continue to grow. So, that's all I got, T.
2: For sure, T. Checking out.
0: Man, we out. Let's get it.